Yo, what's up, guys? JB here. We're here on a roundtable discussion podcast, and uh, tonight is a very special night for multiple reasons. I, myself, just returned from the birthday party for Ricky Smith. Uh, if you're not familiar with Ricky Smith, you should be. He's an incredible magician based in New York City. Uh, he had a nice birthday party tonight in New York with David Blaine and uh, Bill Kalush and Dan and Dave Buck were there. Um, and I mentioned that because uh, the last few people I mentioned will also be speakers at a conference. And the conference is called the Essential Magic Conference. It is uh, different than any other conference uh, intrinsically because of where it is based out of. Uh, and physically, the conference is taking place in Portugal, but the way that you experience this conference is entirely online. So the, I'm joined tonight on this podcast by an individual named Luis de Matos. Hello, I'm here. And Luis is uh, very kind to stay up very late tonight in Portugal um, on a weekend to answer some questions you guys posted about EMC. This is the second year um, of EMC. The first year was last year, and it was really incredible. So this is a, an, a magic conference where the speakers are all in Portugal at a uh, studio called the Studio 33, which is Luis's uh, incredible studio facility in Portugal, and it's broadcast live online so that you at home can watch this conference from your own living room and in high definition see here these speakers and the coolest part about the conference is that it's ninety dollars and i say that you ninety dollars is obviously a significant sum of money but you're watching 33 speakers present and you get the dvds of all of these presentations so if you're in the bathroom during apollo robbins talk you can watch it on dvd after so <laughs> so it's 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 the best deal in magic and i'd say for anyone that's that's young and can't make it to a real in a magic conference like uh world magic Magic Seminar or Magic Live or Magic Con or, or IMX, which is this week in Las Vegas. Uh, this is the best deal in Magic. You don't have to pay for flights, hotel, anything, and you're seeing 33 presenters. So we're going to talk on this podcast about what EMC is and talk about uh, Luis and his his success and his history in Magic and in, in particular on stage and, and on television and uh, get to as many possible questions as we can. So that ends my rant. I'm going to let Luis speak for the rest of this time, for the most <laughs> part, and I'm going to answer all of your questions. So Luis, are you ready? I am ready. Uh, I would like to start by thanking uh, you and Theory11 for this opportunity to talk to the, all the, the Theory11 uh, members, followers, and fans. Um, it's uh, it's very exciting to be talking about the Essential Magic Conference, the EMC 2011. Just a small correction, uh, you were saying that uh, it's very late in Portugal. No, it's not very late anymore. It's very now early. It's very early the next day <laughs> because now it's 10 minutes to 5 a.m., and uh, so excuse um, if uh, not only my English is not very good, but also if my answers doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that's okay. So, it's okay. We'll blame it on the, uh, the language barrier. Um, yes, that's always a good excuse. <laughs> or the connection on Skype is very poor. Very poor, yeah. So let's get started so that you can get to sleep. Uh, first question I thought is a great kickoff into this. It's asked by ATH, his post number is 2. And he's asking, what was your inspiration to start EMC? Where was the seed of this idea? How did it start? Well, I think the seed is trying to do uh, something that uh, was uh, not done before. I like a real, real uh, global magic gathering, uh, but taking advantage of the proximity that we can uh, have due to the technology available nowadays. Uh, and that's exactly the starting point. 
um, speaking about like the technology of it before we get to the next questions, can you talk about like how for people that were not there last year, did not see how this happen? How, how do people experience this conference? What is it like during the conference when you're at home? Well, this is exactly like uh, uh, being on the front row of uh, the most amazing magic convention. Uh, you you don't need to... Um, first, no other conference was ever this inclusive because uh, first EMC, you have the best of the best, but you don't pay, as you said uh, uh, earlier, you don't pay the, the big registration, you don't pay the airfare, the hotel, the food, and you sit on the front row because you are, uh, uh, with your computer, you are watching, uh, in, as you said, great video quality live, um, you can uh, ask questions, uh, talk to the speakers, participate in this global gathering of, of people from around the world and I'm very happy to say that uh, at this stage we already have people that registered from 31 different countries around the world and uh, not many events are broadcasted live around the, around the world I mean uh, maybe the president of the United States when when he arrives to the White House and maybe the world championship of uh, football maybe the Olympic Games uh, and even nowadays we are not that uh, um, familiar or it's not that common to have something that is happening on one place but it's not important the place that is happening because actually you feel the pulse of it wherever you are anywhere in the world um, so during these three days it's 16 hours of, of, of live video uh, people can uh, um, watch it live watch it later on demand if for some uh, reason if as you were saying if they have personal affairs that uh, force them to leave uh, their computer for a while or if uh, it is uh, four or five o'clock in the morning like right now uh, they can always uh, log in later and and watch uh, the on-demand uh, um, lectures that they missed and uh, at, after all this uh, they will still get home in at their home uh, completely uh, free of charge, they will receive the DVD package, which is uh, eight discs with everything plus bonus material on it. Uh, and and it's, uh, it's, it's quite amazing when, when you are experiencing it and receiving all this feedback and see that um, someone from Vietnam is suddenly changing ideas with someone from uh, Venezuela. Uh, and they, they, they never met before, probably they will never see each other, but they will stay in contact and we can build this, uh, this community around uh, something we really love, which is the art of magic. And that is amazing. You were talking a few moments ago about, you know, bringing all these speakers together in one place. There's a few questions here. There's a guy named Ashray, post number six, and then Aaron Williams, post number seven, um, asking about, you know, the process through which you chose these speakers last year and this year. Um, can you talk a little bit about that and, and what, uh, not only yourself, but, uh, but Marco, David Britland and, and the rest of the organizing committee, what that process was like, who, what kind of speakers you were looking for last year and this year? Well, uh, how it started uh, is uh, both uh, uh, David Bridland and Marco Tempest and, and myself, uh, we all come up with names and uh, some, some of the people that uh, are uh, 
that to 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 which I I confessed this idea originally in June uh, 2009, like uh, Mike Caveney and Max Maven and Gene Matsura, um, they all come up with names. Uh, they all say, "Yes, uh, how about this this other guy? How about this other guy?" Uh, and then um, uh, David, Marco, and myself, um, we we discuss a little bit. We try. Um, basically to have uh, the, the most possible variety uh, because we want to have uh, content that appeals uh, to, to, the, to, the, to the mentalist, to the professional, to the, the amateur, uh, to the illusionist, to the psychologist, to the, to the, 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 the cardician, the, the cardistry expert, uh, all these areas also because uh, knowledge does not take space. We can absorb knowledge. So I think it's good for uh, people that are interested in a specific area of magic to be aware of the other areas. And uh, uh, each each uh, talk uh, takes only 18 minutes. So uh, even if it's a subject that uh, you are not very uh, keen on, um, I'm sure that after these 18 minutes of this expert talking about this specific theme, uh, you will feel richer at the end and you will have uh, more uh, knowledge and a bigger picture of, of, of the magic world. Uh, so yes, we look for variety, uh, we look uh, for uh, uniqueness. Uh, uh, everyone at EMC, both last year and this year, uh, exception made uh, to both of us now speaking. <laughs> so people don't think we are, uh, uh, I don't know the word in English, or I do, but I don't remember. Awesome. Uh, 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 okay. Uh, everyone is really, really, really special. And there is another characteristic that uh, defined them for being at EMC. They are incredibly generous um, because uh, no EMC speaker gets paid. Uh, uh, the expenses are huge because of flying from around the world 33 uh, 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 speakers uh, well 32 I live here um, but uh, 32 speakers plus uh, the hotel the technology the infrastructure the accommodation all of that but uh, when it comes to the the, the, the artists themselves uh, they are incredibly generous talented, unique people, everyone you see at EMC. Uh, some of them even said yes to EMC before even us knew what EMC was going to be. And that speaks very highly of them. Um, I remember uh, talking to people like Finn John or Gaten Bloom and, uh, and say, yes, yes, okay, okay, sure, yes. Uh, and then, uh, like, Two days after they arrived here, they in different situations they came to me and said, you know, I, I didn't understand. I, I had no idea what you were talking about. But this is really amazing. Uh, and that tells a lot about these guys. They, 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 are not, they are not just unique, amazing, one-of-a-kind people, incredibly knowledgeable, incredibly experienced, but they are incredibly generous, and it's uh, it's a privilege that the world uh, uh, magic community can take advantage of that and can spend some time with them, and they can even 
see and see again and watch anytime they want because they'll get everything on DVD. There was never a magic convention where at the end uh, you get to keep a DVD where you can see over and over again the, the moments that you don't need to take notes. You don't need to buy lecture notes. Oh, it's, and yours isn't even just the video. It's the chat logs. It was everything. Everything's there, yeah. So yeah, the chat logs. While while people for people unaware, last year while the conference is taking place, you can talk to other attendees and you can talk to the actual speakers on a text chat that is below the video window the entire time during the conference. So on this on the DVDs that arrive, you actually see those chat logs as well. So if you remember, you know, someone said something brilliant during uh, Bill Kalusha's presentation, you can go back and you can see that. Definitely, that is all included on the DVD, uh, and uh, and uh, more. Uh, I mean, for people that, that could not uh, attend or were not aware of it on the first year, uh, there are three uh, sources of information, or three. I don't know how to call it, but uh, three things going on at the same time. One is, of course, uh, the the video feed, uh, and you you are watching as you are sitting on the front row, and uh, we are covering it with HD cameras and and, and 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 a live cut and and all of that. And we are very punctual. Uh, it's if the session is to start at three and finish at five, that's exactly what happens. And so people can uh, uh, run their schedules and, and accommodate their, their lives on those three days in order to, to, to watch this one or that one or all of them and, and change the, their, their sleep cycle if they want, if they right. are uh, in China. Uh, uh, and it's very different from what we are here, doing here in Portugal. But basically, there's the video. Then you have uh, uh, th this chat where uh, is constantly. Last year we had like uh, uh, average twenty-five chat messages per minute, uh, and there's this other window uh, in the same in the same black box environment. Um, you have the questions, and the questions uh, you, you, during the during the each uh, talk. You post your questions, and we gather them all. Uh, we try to summarize, pick the best ones, summarize them, uh, and those are done are made to the speaker immediately after uh, that session. But then, during the three days, the speakers themselves they go online and they personally answer uh, some questions that could not be addressed during the Q&A sessions. Uh, so this level of, uh, of, of interaction between uh, everyone uh, attending the conference online and the actual speakers uh, um, talking at, at the MC, it's, uh, it's really, really close and it's, uh, it's fascinating. I never experienced it because I was on the other side. Um, I was not watching it at home, uh, but I, I remember um, uh, an amazing uh, um, review, a very detailed review that John Rockabomber uh, wrote at, uh, at Magic Magazine. Uh, and he wrote from the perspective of who is uh, sitting at the computer and watching it. Maybe not at the computer, maybe connected to your plasma screen or maybe some groups in some magic club, they put it on a big screen. Um, and it's it's fascinating how close you feel, and you, for a moment, uh, as you are watching, you totally forget uh, about the distance, the the, the millions uh, uh, of miles that might be separating uh, uh, physically the place where you are from where we are. We are c 
really, really, really together. There. Yeah, I think I think you know what we do at Theory Eleven is is kind of um, along that same ethos of trying to connect these members with artists and performers and creators like yourself. Like through this podcast is a good example. And like myself, growing up in South Carolina, I had no magic shop and I had no magicians nearby. So to have an outlet like this, I remember you know if if I was you know a young person starting in magic and had the ability to learn from you know these 33 speakers or to go to a uh, you know a presentation uh, a talk given by David Copperfield you know if I could make myself you know I would I would break into the air conditioning duct of the theater to listen to that and yeah. to have the opportunity to do that now online for $90 with no flights no hotels no anything and being able to have it on DVD after I feel like is an amazing thing um, for anyone where wherever you are in magic if you're just starting if you're a hobbyist if you have you know serious intent in pursuing this as a career uh, there, there's you'd be very hard pressed to find any better advice or, or knowledge about magic other than EMC for the price. Um, I wanted to jump around to one other subject, um, a question by CM763. This is jumping around. It's not EMC related, but it's topical to me because it was something that I had discussed last week when Lance Burton was in uh, New York City promoting that movie Make Believe about young magicians. And uh, I was having this discussion with Lance Burton, uh, and he was asking us if we if we at Theory 11 have done anything yet with stage magic and have done any instruction on people wanting to get into magic on a larger scale like Luis, like, like you perform. So there's a question here, CM763, and he's saying, with regard to stage magic, it seems like such an expensive avenue of magic to pursue. What advice would you have to someone that's looking to break into the stage magic as a, as a genre um, especially from a cost perspective? Well, I think there is no formula for... Uh, uh, it, it's like uh, asking, how can I become uh, a, a, pop, a pop singer from one day to the other? And maybe that's, that is, might even be proved easy. But how can I become something from one day to the other? I think uh, all kinds of magic, um, but... Probably the, the stage magic is the one that involves more complex uh, mise-en-scene and more complex uh, uh, ingredients. Uh, it's important that first, I think the secret of show business is to be ready when the opportunity uh, uh, appears. And in order to be ready, you need to not only study your magic, but be interested in everything that relates to theater to show business in general, uh, if you can do a if you can do a, a workshop on lighting, go and do it. If you can do a workshop on sound, go and do it. If you want, if you can buy a glossary about terms used in theaters, go and do it. If there is a backstage tour of a famous Broadway show, go and take that tour. The more you learn about not just the magic, but the more you learn about show business, the more ready you will be when the opportunity appears. So it's not like, oh, how can I uh, next week have a full evening show uh, on Broadway? That's not going to happen. That might never happen. But uh, if you are ready, if you start uh, doing small things with big dreams, small things uh, being very exigent on yourself and trying to uh, uh, create uh, a culture, a knowledge that, that goes beyond... Uh, the secret of this trick or the secret of that trick or or just uh, because I, there's something I, I sometimes I say which is some people 
think, oh, the most important thing is to be original. Well, that's not the most important thing. That's one of the things, and it's important. But it's also important that you understand what's the, what, what is the, the current trend of show business. It's important to understand maybe on the city where you live, uh, is there a theater or is there two, two theaters? What would be the best? Uh, maybe start with a small one. Maybe start with, a, with, with something that uh, doesn't need that, that much exposure and try to learn with it. So I think it's uh, uh, always be aware that uh, learn the most we can, practice the most we can and be ready because uh, uh, being ready means that if the opportunity shows up, if you create the opportunity, you will be able to deliver because it's very, very easy. Uh, and, and sometimes I, I even have these conversations with, uh, with uh, TV producers or, or live show producers. It's very, very easy to write up a very uh, uh, beautiful and impressive script and go to this meeting and say, oh, look, I can do this and that. And then the, and then the spectator uh, levitates and transforms into a tiger. And then <laughs> as he lands on stage, becomes an elephant with the chosen card uh, from the spectator. I believe this, David Copperfield does that trick, actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, but he worked hard and he has, he's incredibly talented and gifted. So, so I wouldn't be uh, surprised when I see him performing exactly this description, but it's not, that, that's a one of a kind case, that's a unique case, but it's kind of easy to go to a meeting, deliver this script and convince them that you can do that. But the question is, will you be able to deliver when the time comes and the moment is right? Maybe not. And you will only disappoint people one time. You only have uh, uh, one opportunity to create a great first impression. Uh, so, so in order to create that first impression, you need to do the homework, you need to work constantly, uh, and, and look outside magic. I mean, don't, don't look into magic to find inspiration, uh, because that, that's, that's just in-breathing. Uh, go out, look outside, look at the other areas of entertainment, look at the other areas of, uh, to look at the other art forms, and, and try to be inspired there and then use uh, the, the half a dozen tricks you know or the hundreds of tricks you know, it doesn't, it, it, that, that's not important and use that inspiration that, that, that you were able to gather or to feel from attending other uh, um, uh, cultural manifestations, other, for other art forms. I think that, I don't know if, if any of this makes sense. No, but I'm, I, I think it makes sense. It's it's about doing your research, doing your homework, and, and being ready. I remember when I was when I was young. I think some of the advice you gave me when I was actually pursuing, wanted to be a, a stage magician. You know, you were one of the the very few guys I, I looked up to as one of my idols. And the that's advice, I, kind of you, although the, not true, but that's <laughs> the the advice <laughs> I got. You know, from you and many other people was was you know you have like you just said you have to get out there and do it, and you have to perform, and you have to have that experience under your belt. So I used to do shows for the SPCA where like, you know, there'd be 10 people and 30 dogs in the audience and uh, yeah. Cub Scouts and schools and restaurants and whatever, just to get experience performing for people um, and building on that experience. Cause there's, there's so much, only so much you can read in books and, and watch a video or a DVD or learn from another magician. A lot of it's just going out there doing it and finding yourself. Yeah. 
Um, there is a good question here about uh, you know EMC levels the playing field so much that it gives us um, uh, unrivaled access to the speakers. These thirty-three speakers that are presenting. There's a question by Seize the Day. This is username is post number forty-three. We only have time for a few more questions, but uh, this is saying that advancements like the internet now provide unprecedented access to magic uh, and magicians, including something like EMC. Is there anything about the way magic was ten, twenty? or even 50 years ago that you wish was still true today? Uh, as in, are there any downsides to the accessibility that we have in magic today? Yes. <laughs> well, I will not stop here on the yes, but there's something, and I'm very happy that, that you, you bring up that question. And, uh, uh, and um, I think there is, uh, we overlook uh, the, 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 because the good sides of the internet are so amazing that uh, we tend to overlook the bad sides and, and we need to treat the internet uh, uh, with, with a little bit uh, more care and um, uh, with more respect. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you exactly what I think. First, I think that uh, um, uh, in, in, in a couple of years, uh, things change drastically and uh, we are not ready uh, we are still overwhelmed by the changes and we, we do not uh, establish a, a conduct or an etiquette to use this new uh, explosion of uh, goodies that we now have. I mean, five or six years ago, there was no YouTube. And today we feel like it has been there all the time. Um, well, I think uh, something that uh, we are overlooking, it's the fact that 20 years ago, maybe 10 years ago, uh, and uh, we were going to the magic club and uh, uh, we see some good magic and we see some very bad magic. And we say, oh, uh, that is wrong because I, could, I, I can see the mirror. The mirror, it's not clean. Uh, or I can, I can see, uh, I, I could see the, the, the plastic thumb. Uh, so maybe if you hold it that way, it's much better. Well, it is, this is fantastic when, you, when we discuss this among uh, 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 magicians, among colleagues, among friends, because we can help each other on that. Well, the problem is that uh, right now, uh, people from the magic world, uh, magicians, amateurs, of course, mainly newcomers, anyone, they are discussing this sort of information, this sort of uh, sometimes uh, even hanger uh, uh, for some, some things or some strong opinions about other things. They are discussing this in a public place because internet, it's a public place. Uh, and uh, uh, 20 years ago, we would not go into a restaurant and scream uh, that uh, uh, or we could see the mirror because it was not clean or uh, you need to hide the plastic thumb and shouting out loud for everyone in the, ta in the other tables to listen. Well, when we, when we discuss that on open forums or even worse, on YouTube... Uh, or on Facebook, when we discuss that there, we are shouting out loud secrets and uh, weaknesses and opinions that we might even want to change tomorrow. And some things that people forget is that uh, if we are having a private conversation at the club, uh, 
uh, well, tomorrow we wake up, we have a different opinion, and we go to the guy and say, you know what? I think I was uh, I was irritated yesterday, and uh, I, I was uh, upset with this. Uh, maybe maybe I didn't express myself in the correct way. What I want to say was this instead of that. You can go and and, and talk to that person, or even make uh, an announcement at the club. Well, when you do it on the internet, there are two problems. One is even worse than the other. The first problem is that you are having private conversations in public, and everybody has access. So I have there is a, a YouTube video of some famous magician, and uh, on TV or not famous uh, of a magician on a public performance. And you go on the YouTube comments and you see people discussing methods. And by the words they use, it's clearly people that are inside magic. Well, this is bad, but it doesn't end here. What, uh, what we tend to forget is that once it's on the Internet, it's forever there. We'll never, ever, ever be erased unless we have a magnetic bomb and uh, everything gets erased. So... On my metaphor of the guy in the restaurant shouting out for everyone to listen uh, 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 the methods being discussed, now imagine that in that restaurant they were recording that conversation and it could be played for millions anytime anyone presses a button. So that, for me, that, that's the biggest thing that, that worries me. It's that uh, uh, technology uh, evolves uh, so fast that we do not have time to to do a more uh, wise use of this amazing thing that makes us feel in one single world which is the internet and uh, and that's that's uh, emc would not have been possible if uh, if there was no internet so i think, uh, I think uh, a lot of what you just said uh, from my perspective at least plays into anonymity um Meaning like yeah. if you are at a David Copperfield show and you're in the back of 2,000 people in the crowd and you're not going to yell out you know, what you're thinking because people will turn around and they'll see that it was you. But online, if you are you know, Magic Lover 476, uh, yeah. you're anonymous. So what's the worst that can happen? I remember when I was young um, and I was posting on the forums at Illusionist at the time when I was you know, 13, 14, 15 years old. But I was, it was always under my real name. And yeah. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to grow a reputation for myself was my, my goal. So whenever I posted something, you know, I made sure that if I was making an opinion that it was, you know, I was at least justifying it with why I think that, which is fine. I mean, people are free to disagree, but I wanted to explain my line of thinking. I made sure that I was always professional because if I wasn't, then it was going to reflect on me. And also I made sure I was accurate. I was factually correct. If I was going to say something, I would at least do, you know, 10 minutes of due diligence to make sure what I was yep. saying was accurate because if it didn't, it was going to make me look like a douchebag and I didn't want to look like a douchebag. So I would try to make sure that I was I was you know doing the right yeah, thing. And if I if I was posting under a fake name, all those, you know, those three criteria would have gone away and I feel like that's what people uh that that's definitely a um a factor in in the three things that you just said. Yeah, I think uh, uh, one of the things we should fight for is to be credible and consistent. Uh, and for instance, on my Facebook page, I I run that page, and uh, and I, I I personally answer that page. 
uh, and it's my real name. It's Luis de Matos. Uh, but people still—that's not your real name. Yes, <laughs> and and they and they and they. I was getting lots of things like, "But is this really you or someone else?" So like uh, one year ago, I think, yeah, well, a little bit more than one year ago, I was on a on a on a Portuguese talk show that is live, and uh, I just I just broadcasted the talk show. I took my phone live on TV and say, "Hey, you guys, go connect our computers, and you will see that I'm holding the phone, and I, it's it's in sync with the TV, and 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 now everything is much more credible. Also, people posting there, they know they are not talking about me; they are talking to me, and the and the the, the atmosphere it's much better because. Uh, it it assures that although this is all computers and and uh, we can hide uh, behind uh, lonely girl 15, uh, we 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 need to humanize this and and actually make people think that it's not because you are behind the computer screen that you now can be unpolite or just stupid. Exactly, in and you know, and to clarify what I was saying, I'm not saying at all that there's no value to anonymity there was a great article i think it was in the new york times several months ago that was about the value of anonymity uh, there was a newspaper online that made it so that you could not post a comment on a newspaper article unless you had verified your identity and that wasn't a good thing because a lot of the times the things that come to light uh, or opinions that people might express they might not express them as clearly or as be as willing to even express their opinion uh, out of fear of repercussion to their own identity you know if you know if uh, if David Copperfield is going to post in an online magic forum and he's going to say his opinion, uh, if he posts under his real name, he's got to be very careful with what he says because he wants to protect his image and his reputation. But if he was to say his unfiltered opinion under a false name, you wouldn't know it's David Copperfield, so that sucks for you. But you know he could be more free. So there, there are values. To, and, and obviously, if you're a young person uh, protecting yourself as a minor online from know some child predator or something so there are values to anonymity i'm just saying overall if you can use your real name and if you do want to make a name for yourself you might as well start um there's no better you know platform to making a name for yourself than the internet with limitless people to expose yourself to so anyway I just also to... you can be anonymous to everyone you can be anonymous on the internet you can be anonymous by calling someone and and hang up the phone you can be anonymous to others but there's one thing you will never be able to be. It's anonymous to yourself and to your conscience. So just deal with it. Yeah, it's just, yeah, some, it's just some, something to keep in mind and something that people should factor into things before they say it online. Uh, you know, would I back this up if I if my if this post ended with my full name? Uh, with my family's name is it something i would actually say i believe in and would be yeah. proud of posting and yeah. and that's just something to keep in mind uh it's a great question here i love uh it's by dl magic it's his first post uh, i think it's an awesome first post um and he's saying what is the most valuable thing you as in luis Tomatos, learned at the first emc um well many things uh, uh gotta pick it, one yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's difficult first um, we were all overwhelmed by uh, seeing this dream come true. Uh, so, uh, and and basically, we were very very pleased uh, with the fact that our members they valued the work and they were giving amazing feedback, suggestions, and they were clearly enjoying it and 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 showing uh, the joy they were feeling by 
making this what it was. And it's important that people realize that EMC can be whatever they want it to be. And if they want it to be a great thing, it will be a great thing. Because uh, if you add up all this positiveness uh, from members, from speakers, from experiencing experiencing something unique, uh, it, the energy, it's absolutely amazing. So what I have learned is that uh, um, uh, uniqueness, generosity, goodwill, and uh, the, the three big words that uh, we chose for EMC, uh, uh, learn, share, and collaborate, once all this is combined, the result can, can only be a memorable result. So it is worth to invest on, on learning, on sharing, on collaborating, and on experiencing in a communal way uh, this unique moment. And, uh, and that is definitely what we have more than learned, we have experienced it, and that was, that was really great. And um, and we learned a lot of things. <laughs> no, I think that's that, that's. A I good... could only pick one. <laughs> no, I think that's an amazing thing about it. And it's not only just for the people um, watching it at home; it's also for the presenters themselves interacting with those people, and vice versa. People at home interacting with the performers, uh, the presenters, because you've brought together people from such different um, and eclectic backgrounds from Apollo to Kalush uh, to you know David Copperfield to um, Lenart Green. Um, there's so many different walks of, of people coming together in this and all of the um, viewers at home. I think it's a great thing for Magic overall to, to have that amount of people and that diversity of people coming together for one great cause. Um, so I think overall in the big picture a decade from now, people will look back on this and say it was a, it was a, uh, watershed moment for magic in general and, and they can they can they can see it again they can keep it they can consult it i mean it's uh looking at i i i saw myself with the with the dvd set uh on my hand and say wow the amount of information the amount of experience the amount of knowledge that is inside this very small brick uh, with 16 hours of knowledge and experience, it's just amazing, and it's uh, it's like it's like a, a modern huge library from composed with books that will never be written, uh, and they are they are expressed on on the on, by 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 the creators, by the performers, by the guys that really studied the stuff, and that is just great in their own words too, you know. So that's uh... yeah. yeah. Well, great. Um, well, it's getting late, uh, so I think that's all the questions we'll take. But I wanted to once again thank Luis for A, answering all your questions, B, staying up super, super, super late, or waking up super, super, super early. Yes, which, it's breakfast now. <laughs> yeah, whichever way you want to look at it uh, and, and answering your questions. I'm really excited about uh, you know speaking at the conference. It's an honor to to be invited in the in the same room with all the other people that are presenting, let alone uh, the privilege of talking. Um, and uh, thanks to Luis for the invitation and also for doing this tonight. Well, uh, let me just uh, say a couple of things then. Uh, first, we are uh, at EMC. We are very happy that uh, uh, that we have Theory Eleven as a media partner, and uh, uh, thanking everyone at Theory Eleven and everyone that uh, uh, composes the 
Theory 11 community to please spread the word. What I used, uh, what I have said to a couple of friends uh, lately is, hey, if you uh, uh, experienced EMC 2010 and if you liked it, share it with your friends and tell them to come, tell them to attend, tell them, tell them to become members. Um, the second thing, because you, you kind of mentioned that on, on your opening post, uh, talking about the other 32 amazing speakers, hmm. uh, I want to say that we are very happy that you are uh, one of the 33. It's a, it's, it's a very, very, very well-deserved uh, uh, chair in that uh, lineup, and we are all looking forward to, you, to your contribution for EMC. I mean, public public contribution. You have been helping us and giving ideas and suggestions since the beginning, since since EMC was known to the world. Um, and then I want to uh, uh, just to, to to finish. I want to really emphasize the fact that. Um, uh, all of this, it's, it's a non-profit, it's uh, people feeling that magic gave them so much in life that everyone uh, uh, felt that they needed to give something back and uh, accepting be a speaker at uh, EMC, it's clearly a sign of that. Um, if the first year the lineup was amazing, uh, uh, the second year is equally surprising and amazing, um, I'm, I'm going to have their... In, I'm going to be shaking myself because I'm going to have in that room people that have been my my uh, uh, big idols all my life. Um, and one of them, I told this to him when I invited him, uh, I, I grew up uh, looking at Paul Daniels and wanted to be like him. Uh, and and, and it, we became friends over the years. He was uh, kind enough to come to my TV shows, and now he gives me the ultimate pleasure, which is to be at EMC, and I'm very pleased with that. And this is is true to each and every other of one of the speakers, both the ones that uh, uh, are coming back from the first year um, and, and the ones that uh, just, again, uh, accepted openly to join EMC on this second year. Uh, all of them are, are there uh, not only uh, because they are great, but because they are incredibly generous. And uh, before finishing, I want to make a, a big point out of the fact that for me it means a lot uh, that David Copperfield uh, accepted this uh, uh, invitation uh, of joining us. Um, Copperfield uh, usually uh, is not seen at magic conventions. He has an incredible life. He does uh, six or seven hundred shows a year and is incredible uh, talented and hard work and a huge uh, reference and star and uh, he was super 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 kind uh, to donate his time and uh, to show us uh, what what can be shown online and give us a, a brief tour of his of his museum and and be open to answer questions uh, that uh, members uh, will will start posting uh, from now and during the, the conference. So finally, if you only tune in now and you press fast forward to see <laughs> the end of it, uh, uh, I would just like to say that Essential Magic Conference 2011 uh, is going to happen this July. Register now. Uh, join us. Um, we we were we have been called the best. EMC has been called the best 
bargaining magic. We don't like to see it that way. We just want to say something, which is out of respect to the speaker's geniality, uniqueness, and above all, generosity, join us for EMC 2011 and uh, you won't regret it. So uh, as a general summary of the, the rest of this podcast, register. Uh, go to <laughs> EssentialMagicConference.com. It's the best $90 you will have spent in magic in the past year. Uh, it's worth every penny. And thank you again to Luis for answering all these questions tonight. It was a big, big pleasure. Oh, oh, there's one last thing. I, I will leave it as a mystery. Some of you might have heard of... Uh, underground cult magazine that was published uh, start published it was start being published it started being published in 1987 it's an amazing uh, um, piece of history um, that were invented created and curated by two amazing guys JJ and Chris Power uh, uh, the name is Opus Magazine. Do your research, and if you want to know more, uh, subscribe to the newsletter of EMC. You don't need to register to subscribe to the newsletter, and you will know something really, really fantastic that uh, that uh, is about to be announced. Keep this in mind, Opus Magazine. Very exciting, very exciting. Well, thank you again for doing this, and we'll chat with all you guys next week.